Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business. I'm on with Amit Aishal, uh, co-founder and CEO of Young Goose. Thank you so much, Amit, for being in the show. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. It's uh, great being here. Thank you. And um, Young Goose has been like operating for over like or or in a, in a, in a, in a well, in the market for over three years now. Mm-hmm. But the development took like three to four years. Yeah, three to four years. Is that right? Okay, yeah. and um, the thing that I'm uh, curious about is like, what pushes you? What drives you to just establish this kind of business that you have? Can you tell us a little bit like background of your uh, story? Yeah. So, so I I come from a military background. I was uh, in uh, the Israeli Special Forces, um, and um, when when that chapter of my life was was over. I uh, really wanted to do something else, else with my life uh, in general. I mean, um, I definitely developed a lot of a lot of, um, I mean, a lot of good habits from 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 special forces community from from being in such a structured environment. But um, I'm one of those people that have a lot of ideas, a lot of dreams, and um, and um, growing up. Obviously, if you have if you have um, ideas and dreams, you can be labeled as a dreamer, and your dreams can be can be taken as a good idea, good story. But it's up to you, obviously, as you grow up to um, develop something out of them. Um, and that was all, always in my mind. So, uh, you know, after the military, I got uh, recruited to um, to be an executive in in uh, health and in, in the health and wellness industry biotech mm-hmm. um and although that was a great experience as well that was still working with other people's ideas and um out of the many ideas that i had i felt like um the idea that then became Yangus was my best idea and the best i mm-hmm. the, it had the best chance of 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 succeeding and that is why we went with my idea, with that idea, me and my life partner, her name is Anastasia. Um, so that's how it started. So Young Goose basically is, is a skincare company, but it started from a, an idea of boosting a molecule called NAD or NAD plus in the skin, which is um, a very, very popular anti-aging drug uh, right mm-hmm. now, supplement um with uh, over a billion dollar industry as, as a supplement but a lot of people taking anti-aging supplements the idea in the end is looking better so um our idea was basically okay how can we boost this essential molecule in the skin and make people uh look look better as part of their journey to health and wellness um that from that point it took up pretty an excessive amount of time to develop a product because um we believe that a big part of of either results okay a result-driven product has to have a good experience around Mm. it it can't have you know if if you have the the healthiest food in the world but it's it's so disgusting no one will eat it um Mm. you're not gonna you know you're not gonna improve a lot of people's lives so i think the combination of having a product that is fun easy um enjoyable to use uh, has good user experience and creates results. Obviously, 
they are not only compatible as an idea, but also they improve one another. I mean, if, if you are looking forward to using something, you're going to use it more, you're going to use it consistently and vice versa. Um, so that's how the idea started. Um, we launched uh, December 2019, as far as a uh, product is concerned. So mm. <laughs> I don't know if you know what, ha what was happening in the world back then, but uh, pandemic hit <laughs> very close after. And that forced us to basically be a, a, a B2C product because we were intending on basically selling it through doctor's offices, um, general practitioners, not necessarily doctors, but places that are that are pushing health and wellness. Uh, so B2B. And uh, since every business was closed, we had to pivot. So that was not easy. I mean, if we want to talk about scaling a business or... <laughs> I mean, business surviving, that was a very, um, that was a challenge. That was a challenge that shaped the company, shaped how the company communicates, how it markets itself, et cetera. Um, yeah. Um, so th that kind of led us on the path of where we are now, uh, which is basically the biohacking skincare in the world. That's the community we, 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 communicate with is the most uh biohacking is another way of saying like optimal wellness like health optimization or um the you know the cutting edge of 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 anti-aging if you would um and, and that is the community that knew what we're talking about to begin with they yeah. didn't need a doctor to tell them it's good for them um and uh that's a community that we've we've targeted communicated with um and we're doing very well there and now, obviously, it's going to help anyone. It doesn't matter what they know or not know. And that's what's interesting about skincare is that you education is nice, but education mm -hmm. only gets people to try the product. Product needs to work. Um, agree. Exactly like um, any other any other product. You you have the uh, the person giving it a chance, but then you you got to repay them for their for their uh for them giving you a chance so the product needs to work and that's what we've been doing uh, for the last three years making sure the product works expanding the product line um riding the the or um allowing the the customer to kind of pick and choose what product they use in order to get specific results um and making sure that that again that we communicate the expect we, we communicate uh the results and what to expect in a way where the client gets what they want in the end or gets what they mm -hmm. expected. I agree. I totally agree with that one. Mm -hmm. And um, especially with the product, the one, mm -hmm. the, the most important thing that um, of uh, the product should have is like, if it shows like um, a result, that's the most yeah. important thing, no matter how, um, how good you're marketing the product, uh, it would probably um, help you at the beginning, but it will not definitely like work for you or with most of the people um it, it's pretty difficult to sell the kind of product and that's what that's what took you time like three to four years to develop because you want to make sure that this product will not will like produce result not just produce result but give like good experience to the people or yeah, to, to I the think, consumer i think there there are a few types of results in the end you know what are results with skincare it's what you see in the mirror mm -hmm. right uh first of all so it's it it isn't like supplements where Someone can take something for years, but they will never experience the why they're taking it. I mean, I remember a long time ago, uh, are you familiar with the brand Tiavana? 
Tiavana is the uh, yeah, it's the tea brand that got mm-hmm. bought out by uh, by um, Starbucks a few years ago. And, and beforehand, I remember talking to like a um, salesperson Tiavana, and the reason he convinced me to you know buy the tea is because he said that you know obviously he works in the store every day. Um, when he took a vacation and he wasn't drinking the tea that he's used to drinking, with ha- which has antioxidants or whatever, he felt worse. So hmm. he didn't feel better, you know, drinking the tea every day for I don't know how many years he was working at the store. But the time that, that he felt a change in his body is kind of what happens if he's not you know, consuming that healthy ingredient, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, a lot of the times with supplements, that's what's going to happen. Uh, you won't feel the difference. You might feel the lack or if you're run out or anything like that, but it, it's a challenge. In skincare, it's not that it's not a challenge, but unless someone really cares and pay attention, pays attention, and maybe has pictures before, after, so, uh, you know, environments around them that don't don't see them as often, but see them once in a while and can gauge differences. It's still a challenge to communicate or to to show a difference over time that the client needs to be committed to see that difference in some way, you know. Um, but, but, you know, other than that, um, we do need to create a sense of a sense of you know a, a joint journey so the, the it's not only about the results the results are great results also in skincare are fantastic because they are the client becomes your spoke your your billboard your spokesperson mm. um if someone uses something and it dramatic dramatically improves their skin or anything that is visible Someone was, will ask them what they are using, um, and that is that is a great you know it's a great marketing tool that obviously you cannot you cannot control that well. You can incentivize referrals, but um, it, you can't control word of mouth, you know, completely. So that's something you either have or you don't. But what you can control is is assigning an identity for people mm. who who use the product, and that's kind of what we did in the biohacking field where we said we are biohacking skincare or, or we are biohacking beauty. So we have a podcast around it. Uh, we have a newsletter that's very informative and uh, we're kind of holding the flag. We're kind of championing that, that idea of hyper wellness and, and how it, how it looks in the skin um, and what, you know, everything that goes around it, Instagram, whatever that is. Um, so I feel we need to do a few things. We need to educate the customer what, el- what is healthy in general how to use our product and um and uh, also educate kind of explain to the customer what it, what it would mean to to hang out with us right like to to be in our environment environment to come to work in our company every day how would mm. they experience it what are our core tenants or beliefs i think yeah i think that's the main challenge of uh of a budding company um okay. make you want to agree yeah. Which is totally um, uh, amazing. It, this one came up because of the the, the dreams that you have, the, which mm-hmm. you act on it. Because uh, yeah. as what you've said earlier, I agree with that. Like being a dreamer, yeah. a lot of people are kind of like that. But um, there's a few who like act on their um, dream and persist 
in acting in their dream then finding the people that will help them in like growing this dream that they have which you've done in creating this wonderful product and a lot of like misconception that people have especially those business owners is that pivoting is very important right Mm -hmm. you've experienced it yourself um i actually i'm just gonna go ahead and um ask this question for you um there's mm-hmm. an answer on this one with what you said earlier about the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So aside from that struggle that you experienced that helped a lot in improving and developing this or um, creating this product that you have, what's the, the most like difficult um, struggle or um, hardship that you experienced? And how do you overcome that as a business owner? Well, that's a great question. I think struggles are, you know, a business is, is a struggle because... Mm, I agree. Um, you are, you are not. I mean, if you're, if we lived, you know, a million years ago in a cave, whatever we hunted, uh, we get to eat for however long. A business, <laughs> I mean, doesn't have that advantage of 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 um, rest. Rest and digest, if you will, but it doesn't have the uh, the the um, advantages that you know a, a society would have had a long time ago, where you can store your your livelihood over time. Um, so basically, every day, making sure that your your this your the decisions that you make are the decisions that have the highest probability of supporting your business. Uh, a lo- and that that's that's a very large very large statement but that that is i feel like the biggest struggle the everyday struggle because you don't really know what's going to end up being the best for your business you know if you decide to obligate all your workers to work 16 hours a day is that good for the business i'd argue it's not because you're going to wear them out and probably no one's going to be, be no one's going to want to work for you mm-hmm. um on the other hand, if you tell people work one hour a day, the business is going to suffer. Maybe everyone's going to be, you know, lining to work for you, but you're going to need a lot of employees. Um, so I think there are so many of those decisions every day uh, where you reinvest the money. What are you going for? Um, I'm very lucky to have, I mean, the best business partner anyone can ask for, and, she, and she's not here. So it's not like... Uh, <laughs> it's not like she she hears it a lot from me as well but um anastasia my my partner is i mean the best partner anyone can look for uh very hard worker very intelligent and um really through our communication we can we can decide we can we you never know but we it seems like we're making the right decisions through you know kind of deciding on a, on on a path together um but that is i think that's the struggle to be honest with you everything else is is solvable you talked about the pandemic to me it was it was obvious that it only showed us how it's like a it's like a time machine it just showed us what's going to happen in a few years i mean the pandemic anyone who thrived in the pandemic and you know you hear about these people who made you know millions during the pandemic or you see people who you know rich people who um i don't know did really well you see other people who mm-hmm. did really poorly what really happened is you have people who who understood where the world's going 
and prepared for it. And someone hit the fast forward button and the world just showed us how it's going to be 10, 20 years from now. And some people are ready. Other people who have businesses who are brick and mortar, who are, let's say, businesses who might have been successful 20 years ago, they're not going to be successful 20 years from mm. now. Um, and these people probably suffered the worst during the pandemic. We can see, you know, big department stores, uh, big oh, gyms, right. whatever that is, they didn't do so well. People who sell, who sold like at-home fitness equipment could not literally um, supply the product fast enough. So, I mean, as long as you take challenges as opportunities or as, you know, underst understand that that is part of managing a business, adjusting, mm -hmm. um, you will hopefully make decisions that would be the correct decisions for a business for many years to come. If you're going to, you know, see you it that way. try okay. to be st stagnant, um, <laughs> I mean, nothing's going to come out of it. So, yeah. I agree. Totally agree with that one. Mm -hmm. um, with the struggle that you have, it's an everyday decision that you should be making. And um, one of the good thing um, about that is you already have this habits that you've said, the, the foundation that you got. Because if you don't have foundation, if you haven't like experienced struggle in the past or sol solving problem in the, in the past, it's difficult to, to deal with that one like mm -hmm. in the present. Right. So my question is, what are these like um, core foundations that you have or let's say core tenants or core principle, let's say? Oh, that's I mean, that that I'll divide it into two, because what we're doing really is is we're making uh, we're making a product, but mm -hmm. we are not we are not a product company. OK, and one what I mean by that is, again, we're talking about what's going to happen in the future and being a company of the future. So one of the pro probably the most important core tenant is making is making a good product. <laughs> I mean, that's number one. Now, and I did mention it, like communicating mm -hmm. what the product does well and making sure that it does do it. Um, that's number one. Number two, being on the cutting edge. Uh, I mean, that's what, what this defines us as a company, um, being on the cutting edge of research, mm -hmm. of the formulation. And, and as long as you're committed to it, it, it would give you direction because it means that you cannot, again, you cannot... Uh, be happy with the products you have right now, the, the way of communication you have right now, you need to push the envelope. That's, that's, I'll give you these two core tenets as far as the product is concerned, but we're mm. not a product company. I mean, we're, we're, we make a product, but that's not who we are the as a company. I believe that any company in the 21st century is a media company. Um, we are an entertainment company. I mean, people, buy our products because they like us they might like the product as well but they but they like the idea of who they are if they buy the product and uh communicating that as i said before is a is a media company so we you know we create content whether it is again youtube whether it is our podcast mm -hmm. whether it is instagram whatever that is um because we we imagine ourselves as a TV channel that needs to produce content uh, and produce entertainment. 
obviously our evil plan is that it, this entertainment also would benefit the individual and they're going to live live a better life and a more fulfilled life and and mm -hmm. obviously we um that's that's that that's what we're trying to do with our company like leave a positive impact on the person um but yeah i mean that that's an important distinction so mm -hmm. i gave you four i gave you you know making a good product, product. being on the cutting edge you're a media company and create a a a, a meaningful change or a positive mm -hmm. change in some in in people that consume either the product or or our our information mm -hmm. uh yeah which is um which is i totally agree mm -hmm. and um regarding with the uh, about being a media company um also in the cutting edge mm -hmm. it, it's it's of of course that landscape it's it's content constantly like developing mm -hmm. so my question is how do you keep up with this latest trends in, in development yeah i mean again as i said um I told you that I have the best partner ever. And the reason is because mm -hmm. she works all the time mm -hmm. and she cares about things that I don't. Um, you know, what image goes where on the website or how, you know, all the small details, but it leaves a lot of the, um, it, it leaves space for me as, a, as an individual and uh, Youngus as a company to uh, make sure that we uh, cultivate relationships and cultivate a base of knowledge through our employees, but also through ourselves and consuming knowledge that is the most up-to-date in, in the uh, in the longevity wellness realm, which then we, we act upon by uh, hiring very, very good uh, scientists to develop mm -hmm. products and, and very good labs, etc. But um, you know, the most important is that we chose a business that really reflects us. It would have been probably very difficult mm -hmm. to stay on a on a, on the cutting edge of a of an of a of a field that you you have no interest in. Mm -hmm. um, so if you know if you're talking about um, you know uh, if you now let me uh, to run a, a bicycle repair shop. Let me tell you something. I'm not. I I don't even know how to repair. I mean, like a wheel. Okay, uh, it's it would be very difficult for me. Uh, but because we're talking about something, we we actually consume content all the time. We're interested in all the time. It's extremely easy because we would have been reading this material or watching or viewing or listening, whatever that is, to this material, whether we have a business or we don't. So, hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's. It's very interesting how uh, friction, you know, friction is is a physical law, but it also is something that we can understand emotionally. I mean, if you have resistance, if you have friction um, to anything, you would perform you would perform less well within that within that realm, right? If you're water has more friction than air that's why you're not as fast in water and you're going to spend more energy moving mm -hmm. um when when you're when you're interested in something the friction is low so you move very well within that space when you're not interested friction is high so it's you're expending a lot of energy doing exactly the same thing um and and that is where we find ourselves so i mean if someone doesn't have a business and they ask themselves 
what what do I want to do? How do I start a business? First of all, really look at what you spend your time on. Um, what are you interested in? What kind of sparks your imagination? And mm. I mean, you should be staying within that realm. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes all you care about is, I don't know, watching SpongeBob or whatever that would be for that person. But mm. maybe start a, you know, whatever that is uh, that is interesting to you within SpongeBob. But um, yeah. Especially like life if short. That's like um, the, the simple thing to do it. Um, to, to move like, uh, as you said, move uh, less with less friction, especially mm -hmm. with those things that you are like really interested about mm -hmm. due to the point that you will not see work as work, but it's just like a, a typical thing that happens in a day because you're really interested about it. So that's yeah. how you, it's easier to, to keep up. And I think, um, like, yeah, I think for me, it was very difficult that phrase really confused me in the beginning uh in the beginning of not not really in the beginning of this business but the beginning of my life as as a as an entrepreneur as a mm -hmm. as a working individual because um a lot of people you know a lot of millionaires billionaires they're going to go to some university and they're going to they, they are getting invited to speak at universities and, and they all say like do what you love that's that's a little difficult to do from the beginning because a lot of the times you need within the the business that you start because you don't you have limited you know budget limited help etc you will be doing things that you don't like i mean i when we started the podcast again we we did not we needed to pivot without the resources that we had in the beginning uh, because we invested so much in research and development and in contacts within the uh, B2B world. Really, we could not expend a lot of money on advertising, etc. I had to produce my own podcast, which I do, did not like. Uh, but mm -hmm. because the podcast was important to it is. Um, communicate who we are, give the the uh, the information that we felt that needs to be out there, if, if you wanted you know, better skin, um, it was... You know, it wasn't it wasn't everything that and not everything that I was doing I liked, but I understood that in order to do what I liked, this has to be done. Mm. So I I don't want it I don't want to um make it sound like if you don't like to do something, then don't do it. Uh but you need to look at the big picture, understand that the beginning is difficult. You need to be a you need to have a lot of hats, wear a lot of hats in the beginning of your business. Mm. And uh, as time goes on, you will have priv a privilege to hone in to things that you're more interested in. And uh, that should be your guiding line. But that that's, mm. I mean, the first five years, 10 years of a business, that's really nothing for a business. A, business, a good business is going to survive 100 years so and more. So, you know, don't be patient and and don't uh agree, agree. yeah don't don't get sucked into that equation oh i don't like doing something i must it must be that i don't need to do that that's not how life works mm, agree i agree i totally agree with that one and yeah. um another question that i have here is um what's like the, the the strategies because um a lot of small a lot of listeners that we have are in small to medium sized businesses um a lot of them are in software industry and also in uh, um prototyping and mm -hmm. like um 
the, the ones who are like creating products. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of them are also in marketing. So mm-hmm. what is like the, the strategies, also e-commerce, uh, a lot, what is the strategies that you have that you use to successfully market this, um, to market this, uh, the product that you do or the, the creation of the product that you do? Is, is well, there like something like specific? Yeah, I mean, first of all, we said, you know, I think I can give specific tools. Well, I can do it in a second, but uh, just first of all, it's important to understand that what we want to do is create a a media brand that mm-hmm. also sells products rather or whatever sells services, whatever that is, rather than just a service provider. That's my opinion. If you really want to have an extraordinary uh, company, um, you could all, you know, that's number one. Within that, um, some strategies obviously are work with social media, um, within social media look what's incredible to me about social media is that <laughs> whatever's viral uh you can just do the same thing and your probability of becoming viral or becoming popular are larger so there is a clothing brand right now that takes tiktok uh videos that are viral that have millions of views and they are just having people, influencers, or whatever, um, do the same things wearing their clothes. Mm. And they're getting, you know, viral videos themselves. Um, So looking at at what's viral and trying to give your own spin, your own interpretation on it is a very fun and nice way to increase your exposure. Um, I think... If you're a person that likes being out there, creating content with your face on it is fine. If not, mm. you can do right now with AI, you can do basically anything without your face. You can have, you know, whether it is like, um, 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 I forgot the name of this. There are a bunch of AIs already that would create an, an avatar, an image that would talk. You can mm. tell it whatever you want and talk. Uh, maybe I'm even an avatar who knows no but um uh yeah you can you don't have to have your face on it you you should be interested in 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 creating media in order mm-hmm. to do something really extraordinary like you are doing right now june um, i agree um but uh that is as far as like becoming increasing the amount of people who know about you if there are any type of conferences or anything that you can meet people face to face. Remember, it's important that people would understand that they're supporting you, that they're buying from you. And you would be surprised how many people like you or people who like you uh, there, there are out there in the world. So just put yourself out there and, you know, let the law of big numbers talk. It means, Mm -hmm. you know, just just put yourself out there yeah i've actually i've heard that um the simplicity of the answer i I like it a lot Mm -hmm. and i I also like that part at the end you said um just put yourself out there Mm -hmm. because um there are a lot of business owners that i interview have like over two decades year old years old of companies who's just saying just constantly putting yourself out there 
Mm-hmm. That's like um, the best way if you want to grow, if you want to improve for you're constantly putting yourself out there and be persistent about it. Yeah. And one of the super insightful that I that I um, that I have today from the ideas and information that you provided is about like the friction thing. Mm-hmm. You said like if you're doing what you like, there's less friction uh, friction mm-hmm. on it. So, but doesn't mean that you shouldn't do the things that you don't like. So you, so yeah. you need to do those things in order for you to do more the things that you like. So yeah. it, it's it, it's super insightful for me and um, also acting on it and also being persistent. So what you provided to us today, um, I mean, hey, super insightful and we can consider it as as a liquid gold. So if anyone wants to uh, connect with you, uh, reach out to you, let's say partner with you, talk about this um, developing of a product for skincare. What's the best way to do that? You can, so we're very active on social media. So you could uh, reach out to us on, I think uh, Facebook, we're just Young Goose, one word. Uh, Instagram, that's probably where you would get the response the fastest. It's young underscore goose underscore skincare. Um, yeah, I mean, that's very easy. Um, you're going to get a response pretty quickly. And um, yeah, make sure you do that. Okay. Okay. And um, again, we appreciate a lot um, your time and attending to our show and providing mm-hmm. us these information. Is, is there anything that you, you wanted to promote further before we... Um... No. I mean, um, I, I highly uh, wish everyone that, that is listening to this to this podcast a lot of success and um, to make sure that they are doing something with their life that they like. Yeah. <laughs> amazing amazing all about providing value we, we mm-hmm. really like that a lot so that's pretty much it it's our honor having you in our show and for everyone that's listening guys see you in the next episode cheers <laughs>